This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hi there, Dr. Jen Lincoln here. I can't come to the phone right now, but we'll likely have an opening later on. Please leave me a message and I'll be at your cervix. I mean, <laughs> service in no time. Welcome to this week of the Let's Talk About Down There podcast. I am your faithful host, board-certified OBGYN, Dr. Jennifer Lincoln. And this week, I am answering a question about Plan B, aka the morning after pill. And we're going to not only answer these questions that my caller had, but by the end of this, you are going to be the Plan B morning after pill expert. You're going to know the ins, the outs. You're going to be able to tell all your friends how they work, and how and why they should have them on hand long before they need it. So let's dive into this week's question. Hey, Doc, I just wanted to say thank you so much for all the work that you do. I think you're absolutely incredible. And um, my mom was a nurse midwife uh, for many years, and I see a lot of her in you. And I know that doesn't matter to you, but to me, it matters a lot. And I just wanted to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. You're doing really, really important work. And um, the question for the podcast is, why doesn't Plan B work for women over 170 pounds? Why do none of us know this? And is it possible to take like a dose, a dose and a half? Like, is this something you can consult with a doctor about? Or does it just simply not work at all for women over 170 pounds? Um, also, I just had a friend get pregnant um, after our Plan B. And she took it right away. She followed all instructions. And then her doctor told her that Plan B doesn't work when you're ovulating, which is something all of us also don't know. Isn't that the reason we take it in the first place? Um, so these things kind of blew my mind, which every single friend of mine, every single woman that I know that I talked to about this doesn't know this information, which is horrifying to me. So thank you so much for this question. I want you to know that it means so much to me when people say amazing, sweet things like that, that um, your mom is a midwife and seeing, you know, each of us and each other, just so sweet. Thank you. That really does mean so much to me. And you're not wrong when you say nobody knows what's up with plan B. And it's not because something is wrong with you or you're not smart or your friends aren't smart. No way. Like it's literally a failure of health education, sex education, and really confusing messaging. Trust me, we're going to dive into that. But first, let's even back up and talk about what the heck is plan B. I think that is really important to literally just start right there. And when we say plan B or when you say plan B, typically it's the name that we use to refer to a pill that you can take after sex in case there's an oopsie daisies, like the condom slipped off or you forgot your birth control pill, or you are having sex and you're not on birth control either because you choose not to be on birth control or because you didn't know that you were going to be having sex and that's okay. There's a lot of shame in taking and needing plan B and we will get to that as well, but the bottom line is, is that you take this medication in order to not get pregnant. Now, the technical term is emergency contraception. That's like the $10 word. And like the $5 word, I guess, would be morning after pill. Here's the thing, though, and it's really important to make sure we start from this place, is that Plan B is one brand name of a specific type of morning after pill, but people tend to use it interchangeably. And that's no fault of your own. And even I, in some of my education, I go back and forth because I know that's how people use it and they think of it. So let's set it straight, though, because that'll help us throughout this discussion to know what we're talking about. So like I said, emergency contraception is anything 
that you can take or use to prevent pregnancy. It's not going to work if you're already pregnant. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. So this includes pills and even the copper IUD. So yeah, there are three versions of the pill form of emergency contraception. So there's plan B, like the actual, that's what plan B is. It's a levonorgestrel pill. Plan B is the brand name. You'll see lots of generic names like uh, my choice and my way, and just also just like straight up levonorgestrel. The second type of pill form of emergency contraception or morning after pill is Ella. That's the name for ulipristal acetate. And the third pill form of emergency contraception is actually using birth control pills in a specific combination. This is known as the Yitzby method. It's not just like you randomly pop a few extra pills, cross your fingers, hope it works. Like there's actual protocols for depending on what kind of pill you have, the number you need to take so that you get the right dose of the progestin, which is the progesterone-like hormone um, in order to prevent pregnancy. And lastly, like I said, there is a non-pill form of emergency contraception, and that's the copper IUD, also known as the Paragard IUD. So what the heck is Plan B? Plan B is one specific form of morning after pill. However, we often do hear people use it referring to all morning after pills. So now you know. Before I move along, I want to have a little gyno do you know quiz. So I'm going to ask you this question now, and then we'll answer it at the end of the podcast. So true or false? For this particular gyno do you know quiz. True or false? There are certain medical conditions that can make taking plan B dangerous for some people, which is why you should check in with your doctor or prescriber beforehand. Okay, we'll get back to that soon. So let's first talk about plan B, the levonorgestrel morning after pill first, since that's what you asked about. In terms of how you get it, super cool. It's over the counter. It wasn't always this way, but there is currently no age restrictions, no sex or gender restrictions. So if you happen to be a guy and you're listening to this podcast, first of all, love you. Thank you for that. Welcome to the party. Second of all, you could buy it for your partner or you could just have it on hand. Um, this is a situation where that is, I think, a really, it's not a red flag. What do they call it on TikTok? It's like a beige flag or trivia. It's a green flag. That's like amazing. Now you might say, it's not really over the counter because I have to ask the pharmacist to either get it from behind where they are, where all the other prescription drugs are, or it's in the regular aisle at CVS or Walgreens, but it's locked up and I have to ask them to unlock it. Yeah, I know. It drives me nuts. The reason a lot of times they do this is because they do this with items that are often stolen. I am not an advocate of shoplifting. And it still bothers me that this extra layer of having to still ask somebody for something is put there because some people, they see that and they might just be like, oh, I don't want to do it because I'm so ashamed. Or I've previously been made to feel ashamed because I've used this and people are like, you know, this causes abortions, right? Which is false. Or wow, you're, you're getting this, you know, in their thinking, in their mind, what a slut you are, which is not true. And I can tell you the vast majority of pharmacists are not like this or pharmacy techs, but I can see why, how in this culture of shame, you might feel that way. So in a perfect world, it wouldn't be like this, but stay tuned where I will talk later on in the podcast about how you can get it even easier. But truly it is over the counter. You don't need a prescription. The way that it works is it delays follicle development. So quick biology lesson here, you are born with all the eggs that you will ever have and they live in your ovaries. 
in these little follicles. And every month through a cascade of hormones, one follicle gets to be the dominant follicle, which could be, I don't know, like a band name or something like that, which is, as you know, if you listen to me, you know, I often equate things like that to like a cool rock band name. So anyway, the little cascade of hormones, one follicle is chosen. This is going to be the egg that's going to get released this month. And when that egg releases, that's when you ovulate. And if you have sex, sperm can be that egg and you can get pregnant. So the way that plan B works, this specific levonorgestrel morning after pill works is that it delays the follicle development. So it slows it down. That means that the dominant egg can't develop and get released. And so it decreases your chance of getting pregnant if you've had unprotected sex. Now, timing is important here. So plan B is labeled for use up to three days or 72 hours after unprotected sex. Fun fact though, it has been shown to be moderately effective up to five days after sex. And I'm saying this because I've heard other medical providers say it doesn't work after three days or like, don't give it out after three days. It's not going to work. False. Like it's not an on off switch. Is it less effective? Absolutely. But it's still more effective than nothing, right? And if this is the only kind of morning after pill you can get your hands on, then it's still something that you should try. I don't want you to think like you're going to cause harm if you take it after three days or it's absolutely zero percent efficacy. So just throw in the towel. No, no, definitely sooner is better for sure. And I recommend we stay within those 72 hour guidelines if you can, but know that it has been shown to have some efficacy up to five days. And speaking of efficacy or how well it works to prevent pregnancy, that does depend on the timing of when you take it. So it's somewhere between 60 to 94% effective at preventing pregnancy, more effective the sooner you take it. So is it 100%? Definitely not, but it's still a good option. Now let's focus in on the weight question because that is definitely what you asked me. And yeah, it definitely, it does play a role, which I wish was not the case. So here's what we know. We know that plan B is not as effective if your BMI is over 25 or 30. However, BMI totally sucks as a way to describe weight across everybody because you ask anybody who's a bodybuilder and has like almost 0% fat on their body. And if they've got a lot of muscle, their BMI could still put them in the technically in the obese category because it's not taking into account what your percentage of fat and muscle is in relation to your height. And this isn't to fat shame anybody. This is purely to review numbers so that people can make good choices for them. So like I said, we know plan B isn't as effective if your BMI is over 25 or 30. I think it's a bit better to go over, you know, to, to use weight potentially. So over 165 pounds, it can be less effective. And we know it's even more, you know, less effective over 175 pounds. And why is this? We're not totally sure. But some theories are that the drug gets trapped in fat cells. And so think of it as being sequestered away and it can't get into the bloodstream and work as well. And we also think that people who are at higher weights have more blood volume. So there isn't as much drug in their bloodstream, you know, compared to somebody who has a lower blood volume. So think of it as, you know, being more dilute, so it's not going to work as well. And lastly, we also have the theory that people who have more adipose tissue and more fat cells, it can change how drugs are metabolized in their body. So all of these things taken together somehow makes it less effective. I've gotten this question a ton, and I definitely want to add it in here that I've had people ask me in my DMs, hey, Dr. Jen, what if I just take two? Will it work better? Unfortunately, we have a recent study that shows that taking two did not help 
suppress ovulation or, or stop that egg from being released in people at higher weights. This is a study that was actually done at my institution where I did my residency training and done by some really great scientists. So they haven't shown that it works, which is kind of unfortunate. However, is it unsafe to take two plan Bs? Probably not. And if this is something you're thinking of like, well, I don't know, I weigh 250 pounds. I'm really worried. I can't get any other forms of emergency contraception. I can't tell you that it's going to harm you. I can't tell you that it's going to work, but probably isn't going to cause any issues. So moving on to the next form of morning after pill. This one is Ella, which is a beautiful girl's name and also a great name for a morning after pill. So this is Ulipristal acetate. Unfortunately, this is not over the counter and it drives me bananas that it's not. So you do need a prescription and how it works is it still helps to prevent ovulation just like plan B does, but it does it in a bit of a different way. So it delays the follicle, that dominant follicle from rupturing and releasing the egg. So it like, I don't know, like tapes it shut or something. That is like the worst analogy, stupidest analogy ever, but long story short, it keeps the egg from being released. The big difference here is that it is labeled for use for up to five days or 120 hours after unprotected sex. And what's super cool is that there's no change in how well it works over time. Now, I I can read that statistic and that data to you. And I still, like myself, would be like, don't just like chill and be like, ah, I got four more days. I'll take it when I get around to it. I, I, no, please take it. <laughs> Please take it as soon as you can, because logically that makes sense. You might forget it later on. And I just feel like, why wouldn't you? So, you know, but the good news is, is that you don't have to think like, oh my goodness, by the time I get to day four or day five, it's not going to work as well. Efficacy, in terms of efficacy, how good it is at preventing pregnancy is 85 to 98% effective. So it is a little bit more effective than the other plan B pill that I talked about. And really one of the other big differences is that in terms of what we think of as weight having an effect, it's got a little more wiggle room here. So Ella is a really good option if you are between 175 pounds up to about 195 pounds. So we know that efficacy for it does drop off after about 195 pounds, but the good news is, is that it works really well at higher weights a bit longer and a bit better than the other plan B that I mentioned. But I do want to move on to what we all consider in this field as the number one, the greatest of all time when it comes to morning after pills. It's not even a pill at all. And it's the copper IUD, also known as the Paragard IUD. So big bummer with this one, right, is that it requires a visit. I'm a fan of a lot of things that we can do on our own when we're able, like ordering pills online, you know, doing a lot of things, but inserting your own IUD is not, uh, it's not ever going to get there. So it does require a visit, which of course can be tricky, especially in the American healthcare system where it's so hard to get in quickly. And if you're worrying about something happening after hours or on the weekend, like definitely, you know, delay in care. The way that it works is very different than the other morning after pills. So it causes a sterile inflammation. Again, fantastic band name. So it causes a sterile inflammation. I specifically say sterile because anytime we hear inflammation, we think bad, but that inflammation harms the sperm. So it makes them not able to get to the egg, not able to work. And it may also affect the egg itself in such that it, you know, degrades or doesn't work as well. It may also thin down the lining of the uterus, but this is not its primary mechanism. And all of these mechanisms are not going to work if you're already pregnant. So we'll dive more into that a little bit later here, but just planting that seed right now. So in terms of timing, just like Ella, it's 
studied to be used for up to five days or 120 hours after unprotected sex. But there is some data to show that it may work up to 10 days as well, which is cool. Again, don't drag your feet if this is what you're thinking, but that can be potentially if that's like, you know, you don't want to take a pill, you definitely want this option, like that can be an option for you. And how well it works, it's so amazing, 99.5% effective. Like I said, phenomenal, like greatest of all time. When it comes to morning after pills, it's not even a pill. And even better, weight, no effect whatsoever. It does not matter how much or how little you weigh. It has the same efficacy no matter what. So tons of flexibility. And what's super cool, it's a plan B and you've got a plan A moving forward. So it can be a really fantastic option for some people. And then lastly, I do want to talk about that Utsby method. I love saying it, Utsby, um, which is that combination of birth control pills. This is more of what we call an old school method. The idea here is, again, you're not pop- popping like a random handful of pills, but based on what pills you have and the dosages, you can look at a chart and you can say, okay, I need this number of pills. The bummer of this is that it's you taking birth control pills that also have estrogen in them. And that can really make you throw up because of that high dose of estrogen. And as you can imagine, throwing up morning after pills does not mean that they work so well. Their efficacy still, it's about 75% if you're able to keep them down. And so back when I was a younger doctor, I used to be like, don't ever use this method. And now maybe I'm, you know, like I live in the world that I live in and I'm more of a realist. And I realize that sometimes we have to meet people where they're at. If this is the only thing you've got, then by all means, this could be the best method for you. And I will have references and resources in my show notes for all this stuff. So you can, you can look into this if you need to. So, so get back to your question where you said you were told by your OB that it doesn't work if you're ovulating. I think what he or she meant was if you've already ovulated, if you've already released the egg, the eggs like out of the barn, morning after pills aren't going to work as well because the whole way that they work is in delaying or preventing ovulation. Now you do have more wiggle room with the copper IUD, right? Because that main mechanism of action is messing with the sperm if they haven't already fertilized an egg that's been released. So the whole purpose of the pills is to block ovulation. If it has already happened, then those pills aren't going to help. They're not going to cause any harm, but they're not going to help. Okay. So to just sum up the whole weight situation, because I know I threw a lot of numbers at you. Plan B can work up until about 165 pounds, though it may be a little less effective up to 175 pounds. So if you're over 165 or 175 pounds, would recommend considering Ella or Ulipristal acetate. And then once you hit about 195 pounds, consider using the copper IUD. But remember that there's no cutoff. It's not like if you weigh a certain amount, your pharmacist can't give it to you or you shouldn't buy it. Sometimes we have access to only so many things. And so something is better than nothing. This actually segues wonderfully into this week's classes and session where we have a little health class that I'm probably pretty sure you didn't get in high school. I know I didn't. This week's teachable moment is, did you know that you can get morning after pills ahead of time? And did you know that you don't actually have to go to a store to get them and do that whole thing where you got to like ask the pharmacist to unlock the plan B in the little thing in the aisle and right next to the menstrual pads and you're feeling all embarrassed and ashamed because that's how society has groomed us even though we shouldn't be? Yeah, it's true. So you can 100% get morning after pills, both plan B and Ella and have them mailed to you ahead of time 
Or yeah, you could just get them from the pharmacy and have them ahead of time too. But you can have them ahead of time in case you have an oopsie daisy. And I 100% recommend this. This podcast is not about giving medical advice. This is just like life advice, okay? Like why would you not want to have something just in case? You have Tylenol in your medicine cabinet in case you get a fever. You have ibuprofen, you have Tums, you have all these things just in case. This is like another example of being prepared. This is like a great life first aid kit. And so you can get these. They usually are good for about two years, but go ahead and check the expiration date of the package you get. And I had just said that you can get them in your medicine cabinet. Well, actually, you shouldn't do that at all. You should keep them in a cool, dry place. The medicine cabinet is actually a terrible place to keep your medications because it's warm and humid, and it can increase the rate that these drugs break down. Now, do I keep my medicines in a medicine cabinet? Yeah, I do. But remember, this is like, do as I say, not as I do, right? <laughs> um, so you can get them ahead of time. You can get them on hand. And I actually made a website that is a hub to help you figure out where you can go to get mail order actually birth control, like birth control pills and patches and rings, mail order plan B and mail order Ella and mail order abortion pills. So the three things haha, you can do for your reproductive freedom. So it's called three for freedom, T-H-R-E-E-F-O-R freedom.com. It's all spelled out. We'll have it in the show notes. This is a website I made when I had heard about the Dobbs decision leak happening where we knew that Roe was going to fall. And I thought we need one simple place that people can go to. I make no money off of this website. It's literally information only. So you can go check it out. And so on 3 for Freedom, what I have is I link out to websites like Nurix and Favor. And, you know, there's tons of other good ones too. But I specifically chose ones that will be able to get you not only birth control, but also mail order morning after pills. And you can either get them for free. Um, a lot of insurances will cover them or you can get them even cheaper on, you know, certain websites or at Costco or even on Amazon. So go ahead and check it out, 3forfreedom.com or get them however you want. But just know that, yeah, you can get morning after pills ahead of time. Often it's because when you need them, it's like a Saturday at 2 a.m. and not a whole lot of places are open. I do want to answer a few other questions about plan B because I get these all the time and it's all related. And by the end of this episode, you're going to totally be the plan B morning after pill copper IUD guru. So is it dangerous to use them repeatedly or does it make them work less well if you take morning after pills like more than once, you know, in a year or every other month or something like that? Absolutely not. It's not dangerous and it does not make them work less effectively. It's not like your body builds up a resistance to it. Now, is it not ideal? Yeah, it's not ideal because taking these can lead to some irregular periods. And over time, if you're taking the plan B version, it does mean that your body's seeing a higher dose of that progesterone-like hormone. Um, is it super dangerous? Probably not. But for some people who are not regularly having sex or they just really don't like other forms of birth control, this is the best thing for them. And to them, I say, I see you. And just know this, know that we generally don't recommend it as a primary form of birth control because it doesn't work as well as birth control, but you can make an informed decision about yourself. I've also had a lot of people ask about, okay, I took it. When can I start back on my birth control? The good news is that if you took plan B or you took that USP method where you're, you're taking the birth control pills, you can go right back onto your birth control. But you do want to use a backup for about seven days. And that's because the way that these work is by delaying ovulation. So you could still release an egg in this cycle if you have sex again later in your cycle and get pregnant and your birth control method, if you've not been on it or if you've missed a bunch of days, it's not going to cover you for this particular cycle. 
However, it's different if you took Ella and they do recommend that you wait five days after you took Ella to start back on hormonal birth control. The hypothetical concern is that these two methods might sort of work against each other. So Ella has anti-progesterone effects and the progestin in your birth control, they just, they might decrease the efficacy of both. So wait five days after Ella and then get back on birth control. If you're going to have sex before those five days, it's fine. Just use something else like a condom or use a non-hormonal method. For example, you can have a cup or IUD, although you wouldn't need Ella if you had a cup or IUD inserted, anywho, or don't have penis and vagina sex. Okay, the final question that I want to address here, and maybe one that is the most controversial, is does plan B and all emergency contraception cause abortion? And the answer is no. It will not work if you're already pregnant. But this doesn't stop people who are anti-choice, anti-abortion, and most frustratingly, politicians from keeping this narrative going and misinforming people. So let's have a listen to one such politician, Miss Marjorie Taylor Greene, and what she has to say about Plan B. And I will preface it with, she's completely freaking wrong, but yet she thinks that, you know, this is the kind of stuff she gets to say into the microphone. So let's have a listen. The Plan B pill kills a baby in the womb once a woman is already pregnant. Plan B pill she says, causes an abortion, kills a baby in the womb once, once you're already pregnant. Ma'am, you are so wrong, I don't even know where to begin. A simple Google search would, uh, would help you understand this. <laughs> Despite us knowing this, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene and groups, anti-abortion groups like Students for Life, they hammer this myth home. And like I said, it doesn't work if you're already pregnant. And I want to just like, let's talk about the definition of pregnancy. So the definition of pregnancy is a fertilized egg that is then implanted into the wall of the uterus. And if you disagree with that definition, and you believe that you're pregnant once an egg is fertilized, then I'm here to say that's totally okay. That's your choice. It's not based in like the scientific fact of how we define things, because you can't even number one, diagnose that you're pregnant until a fertilized egg, an embryo has implanted into the wall of the uterus and makes that hormone that is what causes a pregnancy test to turn positive. So how can you say you're pregnant before you're even able to diagnose it? But if you believe it, that's totally fine for you. And then number two, if we define pregnancy as an egg being fertilized, that means we would be miscarrying over 50% of the time because over half of all fertilized eggs never make it into the wall of the uterus to implant and become a pregnancy. So there's many reasons. And like I said, I'm not here to change your mind. If you personally believe that life begins when an egg is fertilized and that's when you would not want to do anything, that's fine for you. But it's not based in what we in the medical community and what scientific definitions support. And so when politicians use this definition to like make laws and put them on other people, that's not okay. And Marjorie Taylor Greene went a further step here and even said, like, you know, when it's pregnant and implanted in the womb, the uterus, yeah, no, that's not how it works. It absolutely will not disrupt a pregnancy. And so what Marjorie Taylor Greene is saying and what we see on the Students for Life website is the stuff that is just a perfect time to say, clitorally, literally, I cannot because I clitorally cannot stand this kind of misinformation and lies being put out there. And so we're talking about it. Alrighty, so we're going to look at the Students for Life of America webpage. And remember, this is an organization that is notoriously anti-abortion, and they, they don't care if something's based in facts. They just have their agenda. And let's go to their webpage about Plan B, which they call facts about Plan B. I would say facts is a loosely defined thing here. 
So let's see how many times we see misinformation and just blatant lies. Okay, they say that plan B is a form of emergency contraception, which it's in quotes. I don't know why it's in quotes, which is essentially a megadose of hormonal birth control taken shortly after unprotected sex. Friends, let me tell you what a megadose of hormones is. It's pregnancy. No time in your life will you have higher levels of progesterone and estrogen flowing through your body than when you're pregnant postpartum. They use the word megadose as a scare tactic here. And uh, it's completely ridiculous because like I said, you being pregnant is a way higher dose of hormones. And we're going to get back to this in just a second. They then go on to say that if you've already ovulated, taking this medication can change your uterine or endometrial lining. And that is one way that it can work. And that that is listed as a possible mechanism of action on the plan B box. Fun fact, the FDA moved to change this and take this off of the box, the labeling in December, 2022. So either they haven't updated their website or they just don't care because they don't care about facts. The reason the FDA removed this from the labeling is because there's no studies to show that it works. This was originally put on the box as a compromise to try to get the original FDA approval back when that originally happened. So it's completely a political maneuver, which has then been exploited for reasons like this to say, oh, yeah, see, it causes abortion when we know that it doesn't. So that's another, you know, quote unquote fact that they have on their Web page that is not accurate. They also list here that Plan B has at least a 12.5% failure rate. I mean, okay, but that's actually not that bad considering you would have, you know, a 0% chance of preventing pregnancy if you didn't do anything. I mean, maybe they're just listing that as a fact, but I think the way that they've worded it is they're trying to make it sound like it's, you know, somehow terribly ineffective. And that's instead of saying it has a 12.5% failure rate, how about you talk about the success rate, but that would just be too much for them. And then the last thing that I want to highlight here is that they say plan B ingredients are carcinogenic or causing cancer. And they wrote, as noted, Plan B is a megadose of the birth control pill, the primary ingredients of which are known carcinogens or cancer-causing agents. Interestingly, though the World Health Organization classified hormonal contraception as a group one carcinogen, they've since removed it in their database. So what they're saying here, they're calling out that the ingredients in Plan B are group one carcinogens. That is actually true. But this is where they miss the mark because as we say in every aspect of toxicology and medicine, the dose makes the poison. You know what else is a uh, group one carcinogen? The sun. But I don't see them on their website saying, you know, go underground, don't ever see the sun. And maybe they should because they seem to be so afraid of like science and facts. It seems like that would be an appropriate place for them. My point here is that we know that sustained taking of something like a progestin or a progesterone long-term or having really high levels of that in your body long-term, can it lead to cancer, say cancer of the uterus? Absolutely. In fact, people who have irregular periods, like people with PCOS or people who have irregular periods, they are at an increased risk of cancer of the uterus because of this. This is what's happening in their body. Do you know what we used to treat it? Birth control pills, because in a regular sustained fashion and a, you know, a normal balance of estrogen and progestins, um, that decreases their risk of cancer of the uterus. So that's just like a fun separate fact. But the point here that them making you think that you taking a plan B is somehow going to give you cancer, that's complete BS. And again, it's them trying to coerce and give you misinformation to talk you out of something, which makes no sense to me. Because if you are anti-abortion, don't you want to prevent people from getting pregnant? 
you would think you'd be all about birth control. And here they're even making birth control sound scary, which when you think of things that are controversial, like, okay, you don't like abortion. Okay, you don't like plan B because you think it causes abortions, which it doesn't. Okay, you don't like birth control. Why? Like, it makes no sense. And it's really because they want to control you and they don't want anybody having sex. And it's a super fun time. So literally, literally between Marjorie Taylor Greene and Students for Life, I cannot. And I highly encourage you to mute, block and get these sources of quote unquote information out of your life. Okay, let's get back to the gyno do you know quiz. I asked this question earlier in the podcast and now we're gonna answer it. The question was a true or false? There are certain medical conditions that can make taking plan B dangerous for some people. If you answered false, you are correct. There are no medical conditions where the risks of those medical conditions outweigh the benefits. Yeah, it's true. And we're talking things even specific that you might normally say, wait a minute, I was told I can't take birth control. Things like migraines or high blood pressure, or you're smoking, or you've got bad liver disease. It's true that with some of those conditions, you should not be taking birth control that has estrogen specifically in it. But these types of plan B, both the levonorgestrel as well as Ella, they do not have estrogen in them. So you do not need to be screened. You do not need to worry about going through a checklist if it's safe for you. And fun fact that pregnancy for a lot of people with these specific conditions is way more dangerous than you might even think taking a plan B or an Ella, but they are safe. They are okay to use. There's nobody who can't do it. And there's no screening tests needed before use. And very last thing before I wrap up, how do you know it worked? Well, your period can be delayed, right? That makes sense. If ovulation is delayed, then the whole rest of your cycle and your actual period happening is delayed. But you might go, well, Dr. Jen, periods being delayed, isn't that like a sign of pregnancy? Like if I haven't had my period in a couple of weeks, totally. So if your period is more than a week late than when you would expect it, take a pregnancy test. And if you're not sure, if you're really stressed out, go ahead and you know let your healthcare provider know. And I do want to reiterate, if you live in a state where abortion is restricted or banned, this is not something you need to hide. This is not an abortion. You can absolutely seek care for this and you will not get in any sort of trouble. And I I hate that I have to even say that. So what have we learned today? We have learned there's a lot of misinformation about emergency contraception and a lot of misunderstanding, not because people aren't smart, but because we haven't been taught. Plan B is just one type of emergency contraception or morning after pill. And yes, weight does have an effect. And no, it will not work if you've already ovulated. But the good news is you can get them ahead of time. And if you have a choice, get Ella because it works longer. It's a bit more effective and it can go up to higher weights. If you want the absolute best form of emergency contraception, and when I say best, I mean most effective, that's going to be your copper IUD. Know that you can get these pills ahead of time through the mail or in pharmacies, and you can go to 3forfreedom.com to learn more about how to get them. And lastly, they don't cause abortions as much as politicians want to scream about it. So now that you know that, you can tell a friend who can tell a friend who can tell a friend, and we will all be better off for it. So until next week, my friends, happy contracepting. And if you think of any other questions related to Plan B or anything else, you know how to find me. Okay, it's that time where I ask you to rate, review, and follow on your favorite podcast app because we know that's how we get more people talking. So call in at 503-893-2016 and join me online at Dr. Jennifer Lincoln. So let's keep the conversation going, my friends. Call in, leave a question, and know that it's okay to have questions about your body and we're gonna answer them. 